You are now tuned in to the Project 365 Experience. Welcome back to the Project 365 pod, guys. And boy, do we have an episode for you. We finally got her. Suzette Ennis McIntyre comes and joins us. She is the wife of Tony McIntyre. And this episode, if you are a parent who's trying to understand the world of elite sports, this is the one for you. Suzette comes to us and and helps us understand how it is to be a basketball mom. And get this. She has seven kids, all elite athletes. Uh, One of them got drafted into the NBA. So you are going to really like this episode. A ton of knowledge. She talks to us about how her family. She talks to us about um, her views on how parents can be better. So stick around for that. And in the basketball section, we're going to look at ball screens. Ball screens is one of those things that is so uh, becoming so dominant in uh, our basketball culture. So I wanted to dive into that. So Coach is going to put you on game on how you got to view your ball screens. It's a great one. We're already on episode five, guys. Without any further ado, let's log in. Tap in with Suzanne and this McIntyre. So it is with a tremendous honor, honor, that I have Suzette Ennis McIntyre with me. Um, Suzette, how are you doing? I'm good. You're good? I'm good, yes. We finally get a chance to get this right. going. Yeah. Um, how does it feel to be my most famous guest? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'm happy that we got the chance to really get, um, really do this finally. And... I know you have a lot of things, a lot of experiences that could help a lot of parents. I really want to take this episode to really start talking to parents, um, athletes, just a relationship between the parent and the and the the parent and the athlete. So, thank thank you for taking this time. Thank you for having me. Yes. 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 Oh. Yeah. So, I'm just gonna start broadly. Who is Susan Ennis McIntyre? who we love to call over here, we love to call her Mama Sue. Mm-hmm. I want to say the first thing that comes to my mind when I think that, I already think of, who's Susan? The mom of seven, mm-hmm. the wife of Tony. Mm-hmm. That's my normal, mm-hmm. um, but life happens and then you become like, just being here. When you say who's Suzette, um, uh, compassionate, loving, um, spiritual. Mm-hmm human being mm-hmm. yeah yeah one that wants to always help mm-hmm. the helping it's almost like the caring yeah. aspect that you have just as a mother it's almost like like you feel it when you're around you like yeah I, and you get that i get i get that um i get that comment from parents from fans just seeing you and whatnot it's just like they get really feel like you're there for them how does like how did that is it just upbringing is it just you growing up you were always this way like it's funny because okay so in college I did social work mm-hmm. and one of the things I remember them saying is you can't help people just to feel good like some people do it oh well I did this I helped whatever I've never I've always I think everybody goes through certain things in life mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's you kind of think for me, you think how you felt, 
um, how someone, you, you never know what someone's going through. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just, I, I would say upbringing as well. My mom is like that. Um, and I just, I think the more I've been in basketball and I've seen throughout the years, so many different ups and downs and mm-hmm. dreams and disappointments mm-hmm. It kind of, I, I just have this thing that I'm always, I said, I'm not going to do it no more. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. And someone had said to me, that's your personality. You can't change. You care for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I just, I think it's just my, I would say my upbringing and just being, I honestly, this is going to sound like a cliche. I'm just a spiritual. I want to be like how God wants me to be. Mm-hmm. That's how I go. Like mm-hmm. I, that's the best thing I can say is mm-hmm. that. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you're talking about just a sport and, mm-hmm. you know, you talk about the game of basketball allowing, for instance, for our relationship, you know, people don't know, like we have a pretty like yeah. deep relationship and it's like um, the game of basketball kind of allows you to experience so much stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I want to know how is it to be like basically a basketball mom, like being married to a full-time basketball coach, somebody who's deep into coaching yeah. and how it is to have basically all of your kids kind of like be attached to the sport. The first thing I'm going to say is for being a wife of a basketball coach, if anybody is going to whatever, you have to love the sport. You mm-hmm. have to support. For me, I I grew up, my uncle used to love watching basketball. Never, mm-hmm. I was into track and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony started coaching mm-hmm. and I was never, he would go coach and whatever. My mom said to me, you need to go and support him, go to the games. I, the first basketball event I went to was this end of the year, mm-hmm. like dinner or whatever. And that was it. But once my kids started playing, it just was a snowball effect. And mm-hmm. then I just, it's tough being the wife of a, but I love it. Mm-hmm. So it's not even hard for me, Yeah, but I know it's hard for a lot of other women. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to be, I just think sacrifices when you have sacrifices something good's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, so you think like if somebody really likes someone or starts developing feelings for, let's say a player, whether it's a boy or girl, um, a a girl develops relationship for um, whoever she is interested in, a guy develops relationship for whoever he's interested in or whatever. Do you think like it becomes harder if you don't like, like the sport or is it possible to grow and start liking it it's well i grew and started liking Mm. it um but you have yeah i mean if you love that person and they love like nowadays Mm -hmm. these players love basketball you have to almost love it enough Mm -hmm. and be willing to whatever the end result you want to be you have to be willing to Mm -hmm. put up with Mm -hmm. the busyness i'll say the busyness yeah the busyness Yeah. yeah yeah And that, was a, and that was an understanding that you got the chance to experience. But mm-hmm. so, you know, we we talk about this when me and you, when we talk, we talk about a lot of times you got to brag about your people. You got to brag about um, your accomplishments mm-hmm. and all these things. I probably should have started with this, but let's start from top to bottom. Um, I want you to talk about how it is with Tony. Uh-huh. I want you to talk about all of your kids. Oh, my God. Because you're so proud of them. Yeah. 
And I'm so I think proud of them that I'm emotional. No, that's 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 what I that's what I love about it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, just the floor is yours. Okay, what's your first question? About the first question? Yeah, oh, yes. Oh, I I it's I'd probably be the first person to I'm, I'm not gonna tear up. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. he's so passionate. so Tony is so passionate about what he does. He was a hockey player. Mm -hmm. So him getting into basketball it was a fluke. I think someone at his work said to come out, mm -hmm. can you help come coach a team? He did. And then it, he just ran with it. But I've seen him read. Like there's days where like, you know, Sunday morning, parents, you wake up Sunday, usually talk, um, go make breakfast. He's already up and he's doing like reading something about basketball. Like mm -hmm. I've seen what he's put in and his knowledge and learning everything. He was never an athlete in basketball and the things that he's learned and he's put to use. I've seen him like change stuff up. We're like, wow, how'd you do that? Mm -hmm. I just think he's amazing. The only thing for me, you know, when you see someone do so mm -hmm. much mm -hmm. and their passion and behind the scenes mm -hmm. and people just looking on the outside. Yeah. You'll never know if you're not on the inside. No. And it's kind of like, and it's almost like you got to know him. Like, I just think a lot of people in the community of basketball right. don't understand him. They don't. No, not at all. And he's got the biggest heart to where sometimes I'm like, why? Why you don't need... Sometimes it's almost like... I'm I'm more the one that like the hard one where like, no, da-da-da-da. And yeah. he'd be like, no, I want like... He has a lot of compassion because you steer me wrong and I'm just off you. He has an inkling. Like usually women, we have this yeah this thing that we get a vibe but mm -hmm. like he's he's a forgiver he's just passionate he wants to help um the only thing i can say about him is if you don't know him and you've never sat and talked with him and know his heart then don't say anything about him don't that's yeah. the only thing i'm very he always says it doesn't matter who care i care because i see what you do um he's got seven kids yeah we should have started with that. Five grandkids. Seven kids. Yep. Right. Five grandkids, a wife, and I'm high maintenance. <laughs> and he has all these other, and I have no problem with him helping Bobby or Lewis or whoever. But it takes away from my children. And I'm okay with that if they're going to give what he gives. He gives 100%, but he wants you to give 110%. Great. And that goes to players and parents. Um, he knows a lot. He doesn't know everything, but he knows a lot. He knows enough to get you where you need to be. Mm -hmm. It's almost like me mm -hmm. um, going to a teacher and trying to tell them how to teach. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I just, I love what he does. I love everything about him. I love his passion. I love his drive. He's a, he's a wonderful human being. Mm. Mm. I'm not going to say Marcus I'm going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, just, yeah. You know, couple words about. Let's go. Let's go in order. You ready? Brandon, ah. it's my guy. Brandon, similar to his father, mm -hmm. patient, um, dedicated, no sleep, um, tolerates a lot. Um, it's funny. He used to train, mm -hmm. and then I had said, "Why don't you coach? Yep. You you're great with the mm -hmm. kids." Mm -hmm. 
and mm-hmm. um, I said, no. And then he moved to Houston and became a coach and loves it. Yeah. 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 So I would say the exact same thing with Brandon. He's passionate. Like I said, loves what he's doing. He's there for you all the time. Yeah. If you need him, he's there. Yeah. Um, extremely proud of him. Um, I try not to talk about my kids just because I don't want people to, think, you know, people are, Oh, she's like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. they don't, yeah, they yeah. won't receive what you're trying yeah, to say, but yeah. proud of him in the sense that he picked up, moved to Houston, did, and went and got this job and yeah. living his best life. Yeah. Um, also helping kids um, in what they want to do and encouraging them and supporting them. Same thing. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Dylan. Dylan. Oh, Dylan. Woo-hoo. Yeah. I need a moment, Dylan. Yeah. I got to speak with I got I, I got to know Dylan through you know, you know me, I'm funny with my TikToks and stuff, right? Yeah. And it was so weird how through him I was almost able to get more motivated. Oh my god, yeah. Like somebody who doesn't necessarily know me but it was almost because he knew that i worked for i worked for tony and yeah. all that he was like yo like this guy must be good yo let me give you some advice oh, i was like, like bro yeah you know yeah yeah i've always dylan. said i would love to mm. see you and dylan together i would love to see you oh my god yes he um passionate loving thank you <laughs> We just oh, got the tissues. God. <laughs> um, and I think it's because Dylan, I haven't Dylan. So Dylan's story is when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so Brandon was always tall. Mm-hmm. He was always tall. Dylan wasn't. Mm-hmm. And but Dylan's arms were long. And I always said, Dylan, if I cut you off in the middle, your legs are taller than your upper part. Mm-hmm. He had so much heart in basketball. Um, there were so many times where he was frustrated with his height. He moved to New York, grade 10. And he lived with my brother in Long Island, but he went to school in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was good. Like everybody's like, you're sending your son to New York. Yeah. He's, I never worried, but I'm a warrior when it comes to my kid, but my spirit, because he wanted to go, he did that. So he's always been away from home. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now he's in Europe. And then there's COVID. So I haven't like seen my son, but a lot of people say he's very similar to me. He walks in a room and I think this with all my kids and I'm not, I just think I'm so blessed. Like mm-hmm. God loves me. Like, which, which is why I want you to oh talk about Oh my God. Me. Like Brant, like Brant, like, oh my, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about Brant. Dylan, same thing. He walks in a room. He can blend in with anybody. Mm-hmm. He's, Oh gosh, there's so many words. Yeah. Loving, loving. He loves his family. Um, sense of humor. Oh, some of the stuff he did when his, his siblings were. He would. We'd be in the car and he'd wind down the window, mm-hmm. and the person in the next car would wind down the window. He'd wind it back up. Mm-hmm. Or we'll be in drive-through and he goes, "Sorry if you smell anything. My mom farted." I'm like, "Oh my god." Yeah. <laughs> um, loves his children like, yeah. he, like he'll tell me stuff like mom i get what you mean like mm-hmm. sometimes i'll just stare at my kids randomly and mm-hmm. be like mom mm-hmm. he understands it 
but he just has passion. He has drive. Same thing. I think just like his dad, I think him, like a lot of people say to me and my kids being in Europe opened the door to so many different things for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think my son could be in the NBA hundred mm-hmm. mm-hmm. percent, but he's living his best life. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I want a lot of players to know as well, NBA is great. Europe is also great. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's seeing the world. We probably wouldn't have, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Spain, I've been to, I would have never thought I went to Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dylan is just, he's also my heart. I say Brandon is my first love. Mm-hmm. Dylan's my true love because they're all second. Dylan's yeah. my true love. Um, I'm just so proud of him. I'm proud of the yeah. father that he is, the husband that he is, the brother and the son and just friend. I'll say like, Dylan, there's this kid I want you to talk to. Would you? He'll always, call him. Always. Yep. Dylan, I've yeah, seen just, he's, he's there to help. Yeah. Anything he can help yeah. someone with, Yeah, he does that. And yeah. I'm just extremely proud of him. I love his tenacity i just love yeah his free spirit um yeah that's the vibe i got from yeah like he he's just somebody that's really help willing to help yeah yeah Yeah. he's done a lot to get where he is and me he hasn't even gotten his flowers yet and he Mm -hmm. will he will Mm -hmm. yeah tyler 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 oh Oh my God. Okay. Oh, he's so smart. People think he's shy. He's not. Mm-hmm. Tyler observes and has to feel you out. Also similar to his dad, he reads a lot. He he wants to know everything. He'll call his dad like every day just to kind of like, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? Ask him questions. And like, he still wants to learn. Um, he's passionate. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like nonsense. Do you know what I mean? He's here to do something, get it done. Um, amazing father, amazing father. He's getting married this year. I'm so excited for his wedding. Hey. Um, a mama's boy. I think all my boys are mama's boys. Yeah. Um, as they should. Yeah, <laughs> as they should. Um, but I just love how he is, the person he is. Um, I love our conversations when we went for his visit at Syracuse, he said, so he had his visit at Syracuse and the same weekend Brandon had his senior night at his university in DC. And I thought, oh, he's going to ask his dad. And he goes, oh no, I want mom to go. Cause sometimes you see them with their, their, their father. And it's kind of like, I want to be in everything that they do, but I know I can't be. So when he said that, I was like, oh, you want me to come? And I was so, he doesn't know, but I was so proud just to be with him. There's times that I get like very, I'm one of those moms. I get very, yeah. Oh, but what the word? I want to use a good word. I get very animated. Animated, animated mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know, a, pa- basketball's competitive. He calms me down, Tyler. Mm-hmm. He's so chill and easygoing. Mm-hmm. He as well walks into a room and he, like, people will notice him and he just stays back and he just watches. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he will get his flowers. Yeah, he's done so much, been through a lot, and still going. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. he's tough where he doesn't. He did one interview where I saw, and he got emotional, and that was like, whoa. And it's funny because I am very when it comes to my kids, but when it's like when he had that injury, I was just like, I I did not 
I don't know. I didn't even, I had to be, he texted me the first, I, I screenshot it. It said, mommy. And when I saw it, just that word, this was like, oh, I'm extremely proud of Tyler. Proud mm. of him so much. Mm. Brit baby. Brittany. Brittany, my mini me. Brittany. Yes. Uh, Suzette 2.0. You think so? Suzette 2.0. Yes, everyone says that. Yeah. She's passionate. She has mm -hmm. so many things that she's doing. Mm -hmm. Always willing to help. Um, she's quiet as well. Quiet. Yeah. She people gets see, it done. But she gets it done. So I think she's a bit of her father and myself. Mm. Where people, oh, she's just like you. And then like quiet, but she knows what, but she tries to, she stays, she stays in her own lane. Mm -hmm. And I like yeah. that. Yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, smart, creative. There's so many things she can do. And I want her to do everything. Mm -hmm. what I love about my daughter because I find young people nowadays parents can't really tell them anything yeah and I don't want to I even though I'm older than you I think I could still learn from you oh, yeah I think a lot of people my age and older feel like they know everything mm -hmm. you don't know everything I, I want to learn till the ends of time mm -hmm. until my last day on earth mm -hmm. I want to learn everything and she teaches me um sometimes I can get out of character mm-hmm and she will bring me in. But what I love about her is there's something she'll want to do and she's adamant about it. And I'll say, Britt, you should do it this way. She mm -hmm. listens to me. Mm -hmm. And I love that about her. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what she's going to do in the future. Because I think she's, I think she's special. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I think, I think with all your kids, I think, as great as their people on the outside might see their accomplishments, I still feel like there's a, there's another level that they're going to get to. So as big as people feel like, oh, this must be big. And we're going to talk a little bit about it after, but as much as it must be big, like there's another level. It's almost like you guys ain't seen nothing yet. Almost, you know? Wow. I find that very interesting. That. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's it's funny you started with that because like me and Brittany, we talk and it's just like, yeah, like there is a lot of like similarities and I could see yeah. like why um, she would bounce ideas and like the yin to your yang. Yes, so that's yes, yeah. yeah. Dominique! Oh, my baby girl. Oh, Dominique. Rice. Rice University. Rice University. Yeah. Just finished her first year. Yeah, she did. Mm -hmm. Did amazing. Um so proud of her she actually dylan used to go to rice he went there for a year she's quite she's similar to tyler she's very quiet stays to herself mm -hmm. um pushed her a lot she dominique's been good since she was she was in the gyms she's been in the gym since she was a baby mm -hmm. i think she's so talented um what i love about dominique she has a she has a sense of humor is that she doesn't chase it like everybody does. Mm -hmm. I I think I chased it more than she did because, well, the thing with basketball, when you're on a team and all the girls get along and then you get the parents get along, it's almost like that's your, Tony had to say something. When she did soccer, because all my kids played soccer first, Tyler did lacrosse and they also did basketball. And with soccer, they, they played rep soccer and Tony said, you're just going to soccer because you have, you know, all the moms. So with basketball, we had a click from when she was, I think, five. 
and they all grew together. Mm -hmm. And then um, you see everybody doing things and we're all going for the same goals. And Team Ontario came around, Team Canada. And I hope we touch base on this where I didn't want to take it from her that this is her dream, mm -hmm. not mine. Mm -hmm. And she had a lot of things that she had to do. And with basketball, I find that you you miss out on certain things. Yeah, You miss out on prom, you may miss graduation. Yeah. And with our family, there's a lot of milestones that we miss, but we understood that going into what we're going to mm. with basketball. Mm -hmm. And um, she couldn't, she had mm. to make a choice with basketball or going to prom, being at her graduation. And she chose not basketball. And at first I was like, but this, and I'm seeing all the girls that she's played with throughout the years be so right. passionate. Oh, they're gonna, they're in, and you see them and they're doing all this. I'm like, why isn't Don there? And I thought, whoa, she, the goal is to get a scholarship at the end of the day. When you're playing rep ball, you want the scholarship. Right. Everything else is gravy. Right. One of the things I always say is I've not ever had to pay for my kid's education. And I looked at it like, well, if if she wants to do this, yeah. I'm going to support her. I don't want to yeah. push her so much that she yeah. doesn't like it. Yeah. You want her to enjoy it. Do you know what I mean? And she's talented. She's really good. So when that time comes, God's got her. Yeah. So I support her so much in everything that she does. I've seen so much growth in her. Um, she's away and she's a girl. So I'm nervous. And she's yeah. like, mom, I got this. Yeah amazing i love her so much yeah yeah it's a that that's a strong point that you just said because like i think like a lot of times as parents like you know you i you know in school so i have a i have a, an associate degree in special care counseling right okay so growing up you learn a lot about how parents grow and how they teach their kids and all that kind of stuff and it's like parents do the best that they can like, mm -hmm. I truly believe that. Yeah. Like, I, I think like to us, like, even though for some people it might be, they might see off, but who are you to judge how certain people do certain things? And a lot of times like parents do great things, but then also they have to catch themselves and feel like, yo, am I doing enough? Or am I doing like, is this going to be enough for my child? But mm -hmm. sometimes just being able to trust that you've given your child all the tools that they, yeah. She's going to a new environment. She's good. She's telling you she's good. Like, I find a lot of times for parents, it's like, it's hard for them to kind of like accept that, yo, like maybe yeah. I've done a good job yeah, or whatnot, or whatnot, you know? So that's a, that's a strong point that what you said. Yeah. Okay. Thailand. Oh, Thailand. Thailand. I think he's the mini Tyler. Mini Tyler. Uh, yeah. Mannerisms. Mm -hmm. um, the weight. The way he shoots a free throw, I got to get like a mirror image of both of them exactly the same way. They sound alike. There's a way Tyler does his body his and he looks down. Tylon does the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, quiet, chill, okay to be by himself, but loves being with the group. Mm -hmm. um, talented. When he goes off, he goes off. Um, watches a lot of basketball clips. He'd be, he'll be on his phone. And I'm like, he's always on his phone, but he's not on social media or anything he's watching basketball clips i'm super excited to see i know what he does i know um me too we always have that thing of do you think you were like as a family 
you were good at this age when like they compare each other yeah yeah love him so much he's he's a teenager now so it's kind of like last year when i would drop him off at school he'd like give me a kiss and i was like bye mom so i'm kind of like what happened? I said, you used to love me so much and hug me. <laughs> but um, teenage years, yeah, holy. I love, I love who he's becoming. Yeah. 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 I'm excited. I'm excited for him. Yeah. Yeah. Because I see him slowly coming out of his shell. Yeah. Like, I love but him. He's not shy. He's, he's just, not. He's not. Everybody. Shy. Yeah. It's almost like, it's almost like he, he's so mature that like there's certain conversations he's going to be like, uh, when I'm you not. think he's not listening, he's like, yeah, he's exactly. Yeah. 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 That's pretty yeah. cool. Hey, Bryson, my baby, my baby. Oh my God. Same thing with him. Like he forever wants to be in gym with you guys. Mm -hmm. Well, come up and he like, can you drop me at the gym? So I have to, so I have to say this. So uh, Bryson is seven. Is he seven? He just turned eight. Eight. He just turned eight? Eight. Okay. Okay. So I'm telling you, sometimes he calls, he calls Tony sometimes. And I swear sometimes it's like, I feel like Tony's talking with another grown man. Like, like grow up a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. He is like that. Yeah. So stuff will happen where like someone will say something. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I went somewhere. I wanted to go do something mm -hmm. on Saturday. So I left and I said to Tony, I'm getting gas, but I also went to return something. Tony hates when I return stuff. Mm -hmm. So Brittany goes, Oh, I don't know where she went. I think she went to go get gas. Bryson, I don't know how he knew because he was sleeping. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I think she went to return something. Like he's just like, <laughs> what? He's yeah, loving. Um, yeah. loves the game of basketball. Yeah, he's totally like a mama's boy. Like yeah, all Brittany says, mom, when you went out, he's like, shouldn't mom be back now? Why is she not here? Uh, yeah, and he's very social. Yeah, very he's, social. He's, Sometimes yeah. I'm like, okay, Tylon, these are loves the group. Yeah, he loves the group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, I, this is why I wanted you to just talk a little bit about just your kids individually, because obviously, you know, you guys are going to be known as like a basketball family. Okay. So you have seven kids, right? And Tyler, like Tyler got drafted. Mm -hmm. Tyler got drafted in the NBA. How, how was that like? Other than the birth of my children and my wedding day. Best day of my life. Yeah. Oh my God. The experience uh -huh. was like, you yeah. know what it is? The yeah. fact that yeah. that was something you look forward to and it's so yeah. like the margin to even be there yeah. is so small. Yeah. yeah. It was, I can remember it frame by frame. It was mm -hmm. so much fun mm -hmm. um, just to be there. And then with his brothers there, yeah. uh, Dylan always says it feels like it was me as well. Like we're very yeah. close. Sorry, I have okay, I have no. to I have to step in. I have yeah. to step in because I think that's what's so great. Because like through that moment, you could almost feel like everybody got drafted. Yeah, yeah. So and a lot of people think about NBA, but you have the older brother who he got the chance to. Uh, Dylan was playing for. He was in the G League. Was he? No, summer league. He did summer league. Yes, he did summer league. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So think about it like that. Now he goes and goes play pro. Yeah. Literally, every one of your of your kids have the chance to go on and like like you said like I don't even have to pay for school I don't even have to pay for the scholarship like you're talking about D one players yeah. what every parent is like basically like if you are the parent of an elite athlete that's what you're striving yeah. for right 
So talk a little bit about how it was, like, because I, I cut you off. So no, kind okay. of talk a little yeah. bit about the the um, the experience, but also talk about how it is to get this opportunity to get your player to get your uh, to get your kids mm-hmm. get D one scholarships because to them that's almost like their NBA almost. Yeah, yeah. What I talked about before with the sacrifice, mm-hmm. that's what it is. Like, mm-hmm. if that's what you want, like when we were at the draft, mm-hmm. what they do is they allow they you have to go to like meetings, certain yeah. meetings. And one of the meetings was with Ernst and Young. So they talked about money. And one of the questions asked was, how many parents here have added up the amount of money they've paid for basketball, AAU, all that? Some parents had their hands up and they did the budget of, say they get a million dollar contract and they show the different things. But if you're a parent and you're doing this for your child and it's gonna, because mm-hmm. I believe your children mm-hmm. should have a better life Yep. than you did yep. right yeah um the sacrifice for it is why it's worth it mm-hmm. because they wanted it right do you know what i mean right i'm most of us are just average i'm an average worker my husband but tony's doing something that he loves he loves right. basketball right. so that's a bonus for him right um we just got to know that we're not overdoing it and we're 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 knowing like okay take a day off it's okay to take a day off mm-hmm. do you know what i mean and rest your body um, too much of anything isn't good, but not some parents, some, I look sometimes and I see like, okay, you want it more than this kid. That's and why I watch kid, mm-hmm. The kid that's usually, I remember my oldest son, when he was doing it, there was one kid that was like, had schools, all that. There was an MDP camp, it's called at the time. He was, he never ended up going anywhere. I don't know what happened, but you gotta, parents just have to, Parents, mm-hmm. my parents didn't do what we're doing now. We just have to be aware. Mm-hmm. That's all. Aware of who's going to be around your children. Mm-hmm. Aware of, they don't need three trainers. Mm-hmm. I think some parents, like, O's training them, Brandon's training them, Rob's training. Why? Why? And all three trainers have different ways of training. Right. Find someone that you trust and let your kid go with them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I just think that, but my main thing is make sure they love it. When Dylan went to New York, he wanted to go mm-hmm. and he did amazing. My one other person I have to give props to is my brother. Dylan always says like, after you and dad, it's uncle Quincy. And my brother, my brother is New York city tough. Dylan took mm-hmm. the bus. So he lived in long Island. Mm-hmm. Dylan had to wake up in the morning and Dylan was still like, not a tall kid. I had to take an hour and a half to school and an hour and a half back. So he was leaving in the morning when it started coming home when it started because he had basketball and all that, but he wanted to do it. And it was his passion to do it. So if they have passion, you got, plus you got to be level-headed as parents. You right. know what I mean? Don't follow all that. What It's nice. It's nice for the accolades and all that, but you got to make sure that their mm-hmm. mental is good. Mm-hmm. So what do you think would be like your biggest advice to like parents? Like if you're parenting an elite athlete, what is your biggest like advice that you would give to them? Trust the people you're around. Make sure you can trust them with your kid. I had someone, a friend of mine always says, you're not going to send your kid with a stranger. Don't just meet somebody and just, you know what I mean? Oh, oh, it's a top, get to know people that are going to be around your kids because they're going to be the influence. Mm-hmm. Because I think once... Some kids are going to make it. I think once you get that scholarship, 
you did a great job. Yeah. You did a great job. Yeah. Um, pro basketball after that, that's gravy. Do you mm. know what I mean? So I think having to know and trusting the people around building your kids. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Word of mouth yeah. is always good, but yeah. don't yeah. just send your kid with whoever. Be, be there and watch. Yeah. Watch and see. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Know about them. Know about their family. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's one of the things that I would yeah. well, recommend for parents. So you you were able to see, like, I, I think also a lot of parents don't understand, like, a lot of parents, a lot of players, mm -hmm. a lot of people in general don't understand how much work goes into it. Like, can you, do you have some examples of like things where you're like, you're sitting back, you're like, yo, this is, this is hard work or this is, you know, like, do you have some examples? I actually loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I don't know. I think it was easier. Because you, you, your approach was more like, oh man, I this, love seeing them work. Oh, hard. our family yeah. has never yeah. taken a vacation. Mm. My vacations have always been. <laughs> that's a big a one. basketball tournament oh, we've said one. that we've never gone on a vacation like that's, all of us that's a big one so and it's funny because when we get together because yeah. we're all all over the place it that's why we have that like yeah i know a lot of people think that we're a lot mm -hmm. we love each other and it's okay to love each other we never we never got the chance to live we did not live a regular life I didn't drop my kids at school and pick them up and we had dinner around that. No, I didn't. I didn't get to do that. Mm -hmm. We only got summertime is our time together. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So that was, but it's always all worth it for me. Like I can't say I didn't like it. My husband and I had it easy because my husband knew the business. Mm -hmm. So some of these parents, they're trusting and that's yeah. the thing. They're trusting these people with their children. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I kind of feel for them sometimes. Yeah. And if you trust a person, I think the person has to be transparent. Bobby needs to practice his free, like you got to, whatever they're saying to you, you got to take it. Don't go to the other trainer and the other trainer is saying something else. And then you're getting mad at this trainer. That's where the yeah. conflict arises. Yeah. Parents get upset and yeah. they don't like somebody no more. No, you got to stay with one. I believe that's just my opinion yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. I have so many friends in the basketball world that yeah. I hear so many different stories and it's kind of like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Is that like, cause we're, we're, we're heading into like a very interesting topic because to me, like parents, my approach is always like, I want to get to know the parents. I want to get to know the parents because it kind of makes me easy. It makes it easier for me to, to coach the players, mm -hmm. you know, understand where players from, where, you know, how they interact with their, with their parents, because then I am able to adapt my coaching in a way that is not like, Hey, everybody's coming at me the same way. Okay. You know, okay, yeah. if the parents are hard on a player all the time, the game's done, the player's hard, hard, hard. Maybe I'm not approaching that player with a hard attitude all the time. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of able to kind of like adapt. Okay. So for me, it's like, what is one thing that parents need to, um, you know, and you have your experiences. Mm -hmm. So for coaches like me who get the chance to give those parents a voice, I want to listen. I want to hear them get their feedback. And that's rare because a lot of coaches. This is where I'm getting They're it. Like, yeah. You drop them off his mind. Yeah. So if you are a parent mm -hmm. and let's say you don't have that ability to have the coach doesn't give you that feedback 
or you don't have um, the ability to communicate with them on that end. What is one advice you think you would give to parents? Like, what can they do? If to, the coach is not like you? To support, yeah. Who don't have the same approach. So you got to trust them. Why did you bring him? With There's got to be a reason why you went with Steve. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So you got to trust the coach. Mm -hmm. Do not listen to everyone and like you just said, you got to get to know the coach. You have to. Yes. You, you, you got to get to know the coach because someone, I've heard it where some people will come to the parent's ear and like, Steve's not even coaching him good. He needs to be doing this. And then you'll listen to the guy beside you. And then you're looking at Steve, coach Steve with a side eye. Parents have to trust their coach and have a relationship with the coach. Talk to the coach, mm -hmm. good and bad. Trust mm -hmm. if you you got to trust your coach, mm -hmm. plain and simple. That's it. Mm -hmm. If you brought him to that coach and if you brought him there because you heard, oh, oh, you coached um, Emmy or whoever, yeah, whoever, Jamal, whoever, yeah. then he did that. Trust mm -hmm. the coach. You, mm -hmm. It's just a trusting. Trusting. Yeah. Parents, parents are, there's good and there's bad, but there's good and bad in everyone. Mm -hmm. I think it's more the men though mm -hmm. yeah. than anything. Yeah. More than I mean, moms we get away. Yeah. But I think I think yeah. more than anything, trusting your coach and believing think, in them. Else you wouldn't have brought him there in the and, first place. And I think a lot of times like it's like you you almost have to have that self reflection because I kind of feel like a lot of Sorry, can I interrupt you? Hit me. Boundaries. Trusting and boundaries. Yeah. Boundaries for the coach because sometimes when you you allow you know, you talk to the parents and you have that rapport because I know I have a friend where they had a great rapport with the coach mm -hmm. and I thought it wasn't good and they're not even, they don't even speak. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So boundaries were, okay, I know I can go say this to the coach and I could, but boundaries and trust, I would say. Mm -hmm. That's where it interrupts. No, 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 no. It's, it's good because I think like for me, like a lot of parents will live through their kid. And I think like that's where it gets a bit dangerous. So you haven't gone through the process. Like all your kids played basketball, you know, well, Bryson's going to play, you know what I mean? Like he's seven. So he's got, he's eight. Sorry. He's going to play. So like, it wasn't it hard. Like every time. So I'll give you an example for me. Like when I go watch somebody that I like a player that I trained, or somebody that I actually care about, yeah. right? It's hard. It's hard for me to sit on the sideline and not and not say anything. And not, you know, yeah. So it's like, but um, I catch myself because as a coach, I have that perspective. When you say any, oh, mm -hmm. like um, something like just something happens, like okay. yo yo shoot, like I'm let's say okay. I'm on the side, like yo yo, you're not shooting. <laughs> okay, okay. You know, you're not yeah. yo yo drive the ball, yo do it. Nah. So then, like. The, the player now has to listen to me, has to listen to his coach. Da, 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 da. I could mess the player even up more. So has that ever been hard for you to like, you see? Some... Oh my God. Is that a joke? Give me the side. Oh, <laughs> that's hard for me. I got to learn. And my kids will say, mom, like they'll, they'll, that's why I said like Brittany will kind of sometimes just leave me when she gets quiet. I'm like, okay, I gotta, mm -hmm. I gotta take it back a notch. Cause mm -hmm. sometimes I I'll say something and they're like, no, it mm -hmm. was, but I think I know, and I've been in the game long enough, I know enough, but I used to be like, now I just get at the refs. 
Now yeah. I just get at the refs. Yeah. But with my guys at yeah. AI, some of them, like even at the BioSteel, yeah. um, one of my guys, I say my guys because they're my kids. Yep. Griffin. Yep. Amazing. He played in the BioSteel. And they had it where, you know, everybody wants the MVP, of course. But I found if you had the ball, you would go. And I wanted him. I was on the sideline. Griff, call for the ball. So I still do that. But I'm a parent. Yeah. As a, I think as a coach, my opinion, yeah, I would wait till after. But I get that I get to do it because I'm a parent. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's different yeah. for you because yeah, you're yeah, a coach. Yeah. But I don't think it's it's in a a bad way. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're yeah. not acting out of pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Having having put all your kids um, in basketball, um, what are the benefits of team sports? Why is like why are team sports so important for kids? I think it's good because. First of all, do you believe that? Oh, you, yeah, hundred percent. Okay, I never did. Well, yeah. other than school, yeah, we didn't. I didn't do anything. Yeah, like any outside sport. Um, for mental, it's good. It's good to be around people, and it's also good to be by yourself. Um, I had one of the players and I talking yesterday, and he was saying, you know, he likes doing stuff in his room by himself, studying and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but you're here, like it's it's also good to be we were talking about mm -hmm. um being around people being, yeah yeah and he was saying so i said okay if you want to do your work in your room you can do that and at the end he goes no 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 i don't I'll, I'll come down but because he was saying his parents were saying you know it's academics academics and i was like i get academics of course but your mental everybody in the world needs to feel some people and a small amount of people can do things all by themselves and not have, but most people want to be a part of something Yeah. and it builds character. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think it's important. And the way of the world right now, I think it's needed mm -hmm. keeping them out of trouble. There's so much going on. They're going to the one thing my husband was adamant about. Mm -hmm. My kids did not hang out in the malls. Mm hmm if we if they went to the mall, they went with us. Mm -hmm. Everything we did was different. We did everything together, other and the, other than them going out with their friends when we knew. But they never hung out at the mall. Mm -hmm. Never. It just keeps them out of trouble. I think it's great for them. Yeah. And you never know. Look, you end up. Some kids are that probably never did a sport end up being talented. You never know what can happen. But I think mm -hmm. it's very important. Yeah. It doesn't have to be basketball. It can be cadets. Yeah. But my number one is basketball. Yeah. 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 What is what is what is the number one thing parents um what is the number one thing that parents can do to support their kids in this new age of basketball? Because we just talk like it's a different generation. Do you know what I notice? What you notice? Tylon's games. Yep. And I'm one of those one of the things I don't like to do. Mm -hmm is sit beside the team we're playing. Like I I cannot, like I'm sitting, if I'm sitting beside someone and they're making comments, they're not even talking to me. It irritates me. And I don't want to see at them like, yeah, when, if they're getting threes and they're winning. I always try to sit on the other side and I don't know why these people draw to me. I think God's testing me. But I've seen parents where throughout like in the CYBL, I believe it was, oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. My expectation of Tylon, one of the things I've always said to players is 
someone's always watching. Mm-hmm. You have to have character. Mm-hmm. I don't like a showboat and a show off. I love the player that's shooting threes, playing D, and he's just doing his thing. You you have the nice where you do your threes and your yeah. hands up. And yeah. Talking to the crowd. Stop. I believe that arrogance is going to yeah. bite you. Yeah. Just be humble. Enjoy the sport. Like people love, you know what I mean? But with Tylon's age, oh, what I see with some of the parents and some of the fathers, oh. Yeah. I'm just standing there like, whoa, mm. did I look like this with, with the older boys? No way. And plus Tony will ring me in like, yo, chill out. Yeah. But parents will come to the other side and and just cause a ruckus. The the players will be doing some dirty stuff at 13. And then I'll look at the parent. I'll like, okay, that's why. Yeah. So one of the things that I could say, and I know with my family, I'm the one willing to like, to say whatever. Yeah. But I'm also, I'll know if I know, if if me and someone will have something, I'm going to see them all the time. Eventually I'm going to be like, oh, damn. Really? It'd be cool now because really? I want nothing with nobody, but at the same time, like, have care. None of my kids are not dirty players. And if they ever, if you do something to my kid, we're going to say, do it back. And at the same time, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like, I don't, I don't expect that from my kids. So I think as parents, we have to watch how we act in front of them because we're okaying some stuff. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So that's one of the things that I saw this year and I was kind of like oh and then Mm -hmm. as parents you're so compassionate and competitive so you get like Mm -hmm. you don't know what could happen and then the we're already getting at the refs and then we're getting mad and then this pressure of the kids having to try to win and it's uh, this team's better let's just have fun and get some scholarships Mm -hmm. but character watch how you look watch how you act my kids will tell me and tell on like if I'm embarrassing my son then I have to stop. Like, I don't want him to feel away. Like he doesn't want me to be at his game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. And that's a deep one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was bad. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What is, what is, what is the number one skill, like non-basketball, but like, what is the number one skill that you think, um, a, uh, like if I, if I was to put my child in youth sports, mm-hmm. what do you think the number one skill um, I should want them to come out with. In any sport or basketball? Any, this, sport. Okay. any sport. Let's go any sport. Team sport. Team sport, though. Team sport? Yeah. The number one skill? Mm-hmm. There's so much I'm thinking right now. Mm-hmm. What's the one that's closest to your heart? Meeting new people. Mm, like the I, social aspect. Yeah. Meeting new people. Learning other... One of the things with the guys here, there's so much people from different walks of life. Yeah. That I would think. That's what I like. Um, mm. I have a story. I always tell the players a story. Oh, when me. my son Dylan went to mm-hmm. Lake Forest in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So he went to this prominent mm-hmm. private school. And he was with like, he was friends with the the Gillette heir, his daughter, all that. Mm-hmm. He said, mom, we could just leave our cell phones anywhere. Nobody's going to touch it. They were all... Dylan was on the financial hierarchy at the bottom, mm-hmm. basically. And his roommate was a kid from China, Andy Lee. And they put Andy Lee and Dylan in the same room as roommates. And one of the things Dylan told me was, oh, Andy told me uh, when he was coming to America and he found out who his roommate was, his grandmother warned him, oh, you know, um, be careful because you're going 
you know, Americans, Black mm-hmm. Americans. Yeah. Can I tell you, Andy Lee and Dylan are still best friends to this day. Sportsman that does that. It's crazy. Yeah. You new things. Like if like, you allow yourself, yeah. Allow yourself, yeah. So yeah. I would say that what I would take away. Mm-hmm. Not even like even in cadets or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, thing you can put your child in. Meet someone that doesn't look like you. Mm. that you can learn from and vice versa. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would say that. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, let's, let's, so let's imagine you are, you just finish a heated game, right? Heated game, win or loss, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're driving your kid, win or loss, yeah. you're driving yeah. your kid. What is one thing that you will consistently tell your kid whether it's a win, whether it's a loss, after having played like a game. Oh, what consistently? Yeah. One thing that I would tell them, win or loss? Mm, win or loss. Ooh, this is a good one. Because yeah. um, yeah. I know what I would say if you lose. You got to shoot the ball. Well, okay. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> because it's funny when they when they lose and if it's like one of those things, yeah. Yeah. I'm supposed to chill, but it's hard for me like, yeah. not to say, yeah. What you just said. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm going to be like, win or loss, what is one thing that's consistent? I would talk about the plays. The plays. And oh, I'm trying to like parallel these things. Mm-hmm. This is a tough one. It is. Oh my God. Yeah. What is one thing I would yeah. say either way? I would just say, I, the first person that comes to my mind is Tylon. Yeah. Because that's what I'm yeah. focused on right now. Yeah. You played hard. Like, he plays so tough. Yeah. Win or loss, he plays tough. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah. 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 When he, yeah. Yeah. It always, it always hits me. And he's played tough at games that he's won and lost. Like, I'm seeing like, oh, he's, yeah. he's had his games where it's like, okay, yeah. you got four foul. Yeah. But when he's, t- yeah. Yeah. When he plays tough. It goes both ways for him. Yeah, I would say that. And you know why I asked that question? Because like I think there's one moment when I first started coaching, right? Like when I first started coaching, I thought it was all about getting dubs. Like you got to win everything, right? And like there was always, you know, when sometimes some people tell you stuff, tell you stuff all the time. And then after it's like, you don't really hear it, but then they could keep telling you the same thing. It's going to take a special moment mm-hmm. for you to really like understand what the people are saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So every, after every game, they're always like, yeah, the kids play hard. The kids play hard. We weren't the most talented. When I first started coaching, okay, like yeah. back in Montreal, like okay. we weren't the most talented. Oh yeah. They play hard. They play hard. But in my mind, I'm like, I'm a competitor. I'm like, yeah, we lost though. We oh, lost. We okay, lost. Yeah. You know, that's my perspective as a coach. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn. We got to do some things better. We got to do some things differently. Da, da, da. And I remember just like the same parent was always telling me, the kids play hard. They love playing for you. The kids play hard. They oh, love wow. playing for you. And at the end of the year, just when I got like, at the end of the year, I wasn't expecting anything, but just at the end, the kid the, per- the person, the, the, the kid of the parent yeah. just found me and just gave me a card, just said, yo, thank you. It's my first year of basketball. I just loved playing for you. And it, and it hit me there. Wow. I'm like, yo, we're, we're, 
we get this opportunity. Yeah. Sorry, we get this opportunity as kids, um, as coaches, as parents, to be like they're gonna remember that, this part. Yes. Yeah. They're gonna remember this part. So for me, it was almost like a eye-opening moment, and from there on, I kind of started shifting like my approach to the mindset. Like, do you ever have times where like you're like you're not talking about specifically the game? Like what you're telling, like, especially with, you know, you're looking at a younger, you're looking at the young, your youngest is looking up to like, okay, like my, my brother was in the NBA. Mm -hmm. My brother got a chance to compete mm -hmm. in the NBA. Da, da, da. Yeah, yeah. You're looking at your youngest and you're almost taking the focus away from basketball and trying to get him to understand like, yo, but did you play hard? Did you mm -hmm. talk with your teammates? Are you having fun? Are you that? Do you find yourself doing these things? Sometimes? I do it more now, but I mm. had experience. Like, mm. I think everything for me is easier because, again, I've had the experience of what I've gone through yeah. in the years. I, I, I've changed. I probably wouldn't say that when I was with the older kids. The older kids, I've yeah. learned. So you have to learn it. Just like you learned at the yeah. end of the thing, like, oh, wait. Yeah. This is, they love this. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. So uh that's a good one. Biggest mistake you see parents do nowadays. Oh my God. Going back to the CYBL. Yeah. Coaching that's from the sideline. Oh Coaching my God. Coaching from sideline. And bad. it's the fault. Oh my God. Like I'm I'm picturing this one time when I was there. And the co the coach is trying to coach. Yeah. And the father, my kids do not even look my way, mm -hmm. but they know better. Like mm -hmm. they shouldn't have a father that's a coach to know that it's just human behavior. Let the coach coach. You're t oh my God. And it's like three or four fathers sit down, enjoy mm -hmm. the game, enjoy mm -hmm. your kid gravel that he's so good at what he does. But no, I would say that's one of the biggest things coaching from the sideline. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'm not saying I don't, I'll say I'm pass or whatever. Some, they're not listening to me mm -hmm. but I think I would say with the fathers I would say that mm -hmm. more than I say I don't really see the moms there's some raw raw moms there mm -hmm. I'm picturing them in my head mm -hmm. but um, <laughs> I would say yeah coaching from this not allowing the coach to do his job and being a coach That's big. what That's big. I hope your parents realize Listen, being a coach a is not time. easy what? you go, you go like you go cuss out the coach. Like the coach doesn't want to make your nine-year-old's life hard. No, no. <laughs> Do you think that they want to lose? He has to take Bobby off. He has to take Bryson off, whatever. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would say coaching from the sideline and not allowing. And it's it's a competitive game. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I would say that's one of the mistakes mm -hmm. that I could see that there's mm -hmm. a many that we do. And I, I'm not saying I was never... But my kids never listen to me. Yeah. So it never, yeah. your kids are listening to you nowadays. It's more, yeah. I think from when Brandon, Tyler and Dylan played, now every, but there's so many teams everywhere. Everyone's playing. So it's more, mm -hmm. there was already only 10 spots for 10,000 mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Now there's 10 spots for 100,000 people. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's more it's people not, are playing the more, sport. Yeah. More competitive. Which is great. So yeah. much stuff can happen, but we just got to. Mm -hmm. know our character that's mm -hmm. the best way i can put it mm -hmm. final question Ooh, that's it this final, was fun. final question this was fun thank yes. you so much for i hope i hope we can do a part two we might have to do yes. a part two we might have to do a part two yeah. okay 
what is your best investment as a mother? Oh my God, my the best, best investment, investment you made as a mother. Because people oh don't understand. People don't understand oh, an investment. Being a parent, you know, and especially you, kind of like being in the situation that you are in. Okay. You know, you have kids who love a sport. You have basically you. You have a husband who is dedicated to the game. Mm -hmm. You know, so you had certain investments that you made. Right? Okay, I hope this you understand this. Hit me. My time. Ooh. Yeah. Time. Yeah, my time. Also. Um, kind of put my career to the side mm. and went on this journey with my kids. Would not change it for the world mm -hmm. because this is where I say, um, when I had said before about where your kids are going, I, what I'm doing right now, it's so I, I went to school for social work. So that's what I wanted to do. I'm doing it in basketball. Mm. When I'm talking to the players, when I'm talking about experiences, I'm using my kids as example. Um, that is what I would say time, because even though I put my career on this, on the side there to do that, I was still able to do it. Mm hmm if that does that make sense? That's amazing. That's a, you understand that's, that? That's amazing, yeah. Yeah. Suzette. Suzette, we got it done. Thank you so much. If ever some parents, uh, people have any questions that they'd love to connect. I know you're always somebody who's very giving, but where can people find you? Oh, my God. Where can they find me? Mm -hmm. On your social media? Um, oh, they can Whatever. find me on my Instagram. Yeah? Yeah, I have Twitter. Yeah. What's, what's, what's your, your app? Plug your at. My Plug. at on Instagram is just Suzanne Ennis. Suzanne. And then I think my Twitter is also at Suzanne Ennis. Like, yeah. I love, I love the game of basketball. I think it does so much for so many. And like I get, there's a hundred thousand people in it now. I feel sorry for some parents that are not, that don't have a Tony mm -hmm. or someone in it that can help guide them. Sometimes I feel like some parents are just throwing money away. You know what I mean? Sending their kids here and sending them there. Um, there's something that I want to do coming soon. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to leave it there. Yeah. But they can reach anytime at, mm -hmm. at Suzette on Instagram, Suzette Ennis, mm -hmm. and on Twitter. Mama Sue. Mama Sue. We are... You know, at Orangeville, I speak deeply from me personally. It is just an honor, real honor to be you able to. Such, you are my hype man. Really, really an honor to be able to um, uh, get the chance to um, talk to you every day and just learn and just be around the love and the energy that you bring. So um, I appreciate you and I appreciate your family for sharing, for sharing you and allowing all of us to benefit from that light so thank you and uh uh i appreciate it and you know like you said we're looking forward to what you're going to bring to the world next i thank you so much and i appreciate everything you do yeah. thank you for pushing me i try appreciate it i try oh. now it's time for you to let your light shine now i will all right i will all right So in this week's basketball coaching section, we are going to talk about ball screens. And 
Uh, ball screens are one of those things that I find are being overused or not used properly or not taught properly to players on when and how to use them. And I found this very important because now we have kids that are watching a lot of NBA, um, a lot of colleges, and it's like it's it all it has almost become like a default for uh, kids to use the ball screen, right? So some people call them ball screens. Um, you probably heard the term pick and roll. So the the pick in the pick and roll part is what the ball screen is. The role is what the person does after having um, set that screen. So a ball screen is basically a screen that you are setting on the person with the ball, on the ball handler. And that is different from off-ball screens because just in the name, off-ball screens is probably things that you do. Is It's not probably. It's things that you do. Not on the ball, but that's away from the ball, which is the main action. So, yeah, so I wanted to talk more about ball screens because um, just wanted to just dive into it. And these are just my thoughts on how I think they should be implemented. What are they? What's the best time, et cetera, et cetera. So, first of all, what is a ball screen? Um, like I mentioned previously, a ball screen is uh, a screen that you set when a ball handler has a defender on him and you set it on the, the defender of the person handling the basketball. And why do people use ball screens? It's, to, it's basically to create an advantage. But I'm gonna take it one step. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it one step back and really try to um, explain what I believe. So, one of the most important skills, or one of the best skills you could have as a basketball player, is your ability to break your man down one on one. Okay. So in the one on one matchup, if I'm playing basketball, if I'm playing basketball and I have my defender, me versus him is that one on one matchup that I'm talking about. If I'm able to constantly, repetitively break that person down, and when I say break that person down, I just mean get past them, get to the paint, either to score or to draw another defender, kick out, and that kind of stuff. Well, that's that's one of those skills that is super valuable because you don't you don't need um, any kind of action to be set because you have a natural skill set to be able to beat your matchup every single time. Now, now what what I'm noticing is a lot of players will just naturally, as soon as they they try to get past the defender once, they just or they don't even try to get past them, they just naturally call up a ball screen, and it it gets me wondering, um, what are we doing in our player development sessions and our, our training sessions that we have with our player? Are we kind of teaching them angles? Are we teaching them how to beat their matchup? Um, are we teaching them how, you know, if I can just get downhill and score every single time, keeping the game easy, I'm just going to look better. But now it's kind of like we're in a, a new age, I'm going to say, where 
I guess it's cool for the guard to kind of step back and call the big man. You see it all the time. They're like, yo, come, set this. And there's so many other factors that play around it that it makes it tough to just be able to score and put pressure on the defense every single time. Because when the ball screen starts coming, right, when the big man comes to step up, if let's say um, player one is the person with the ball and player two is the person coming to set the screen, when player two comes and sets that screen, um, behind that behind that um I'm trying to find a good way to say it this is tough okay so behind that where the main action is going to happen where the screen is going to happen everybody who is because everybody who is in um a five in that five man team is kind of setting up getting ready to defend the action so when the screen is happening the help defense kind of shifts behind the ball and it makes it hard for the guard to just be able to just get downhill. So back in the day, uh, coaches used to like to play through the post. Just throw the ball into the post. Uh, the defense would collapse and then we kind of play out of that. And that was an effective way because when you give the ball to the big man, the big man would get so close to the basket that that would force somebody to have to help, right? Because the big man is able to score repetitively from that position. And that would force the help. And then we could kind of like kick it out to our shooters, uh, have somebody cut, etc., etc. But now with us not being really able to put a lot of pressure on the rim, it becomes tough to... Like, the ball screen becomes a a thing that can kind of, like, make your offense stagnate because everybody's now watching what the ball handler is going to do. So, a lot of times it's just one of those situations that is a little bit hard to create an advantage repetitively over the whole span of a game. What I found very important uh, to talk about, if uh, if that makes sense, I hope it makes sense. I hope that I'm making sense so far. But the, the one-on-one matchup, if we go back to the one-on-one matchup, We have to, as coaches, consider that not everybody is the same. And what I mean by not everybody is the same, it's not everybody has the skill set to roll. Some big men nowadays are better shooters. Some big men are better at not rolling all the way to the basket, but we call this a short roll, where they'll short roll to maybe the free throw line where they could get a short catch and they have a little mid-range pull-up or they're able to make the extra passes. So when you are determining um, how to implement ball screen in your offense or even how you're going to uh, implement it defensively, what you have to think about is that everybody has different skill set. And you got to also remember that uh, the matchup in defenses from game to game might change, right? So if I have somebody who is a a guard that wants to get downhill, 
Well, maybe now I just get a big who's really a good screener that allows my guard to be able to get downhill. If, let's say, I have a... If, let's say, I have a big who's able to roll really, really well, well, what I want to do is I want to have my guard set up the person that's defending him in a way where the big can set that screen and roll right away. So the different skill sets of different players have to play a factor. Like, it doesn't make no sense for, like, from team to team, you may have certain guys that are different on your own team. And, like, you, as a coach, you have to be willing to adapt. You can't just be like, oh, everybody's going to roll. Everybody's going to, or we call this, we have a pick and pop, right? A pop is like, instead of rolling to the basket, you pop out for a three. Oh, everybody pop out for a three. No, it doesn't make no sense. Because as a coach, you have to be able to uh, take into consideration that you may have certain guys who are better at rolling. Some guys may not be as good of a shooter. So it makes more sense for you to have them roll a little bit more. And whereas some other guys may be great shooters. And now it makes sense for you to, to have them uh, pop to the basket pop um outside to the three so just being able to adapt consistently offensively and making sure that your players are in position to succeed is huge and you start thinking about this also defensively because now depending on how the defense plays you if let's say i have a guard who's not a great shooter if his defender when the screen comes and they keep going under the screen um if they're not able to, if they're not able, if they're not a great shooter, it makes, maybe I have to get in a guard who's a better shooter, whereas when the defense goes under, the read now is, the defender goes under the ball screen, you shoot. And then just be able to keep the defense on their toes, right? Um, let's say the whole, um, let's say player one is the guard and player two is the person coming to set the screen if let's say player two is a great shooter well now maybe i pop him now and i start looking for those maybe he just spreads out to the three and i'm able to get more threes so not everybody's the same i guess is where i'm trying to get at and as coaches we have to be willing to adapt and that will one put your players in a great situation uh, for them to be successful and two, what it will do is it will allow you to, it will allow your players to be in in um defensively. It will be able to keep the defense on their toes because now the defense is not preparing for just this one thing. The player has the defense has to adjust to your player's skill set, which is never a bad thing. Thank you for tuning in this week. Make sure to rate, write a review if you enjoyed. Thank you to the one and only Mama Sue, Suzette Ennis McIntyre, for being our guest this week. Um, please, please, please make sure to send her a shout out on social media and just connect with her. She's a great, great, great person, always willing to open up and uh, help people. And for, as for me, you could always connect with me at Coach0365 on every platform, on TikTok, Twitter instagram and make sure you subscribe to my youtube channel for weekly video breakdowns and more um i say this every week but thank you to the followers and the listeners for making this possible um you guys are the ones that make this episode roll so this is your host Kocho, reminding you you know you could fall as many times as possible but 
what really counts is whether you get up or not. And I want you this week to attack your week by getting up. See you on the next pod. We'll be here on the Project 365. Peace.